everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Louisiana Ladies. My name is Melissa Torito. And I'm Maggie Robinson. And this is a podcast with no agenda. Okay, so I'm going to try to run through some of this because we have a lovely guest sitting right next to me who I will introduce in just a minute. But the first thing that I want to talk about is a shout out to our friends Tommy and Tiffany and their podcast that launched about a month or so ago called Hope That Helped. Have you listened to it? Yeah. I mean, their music puts me in the best mood. Okay, I'm like, oh, we might need to spice up our music a little bit. So anyway, so their podcast is really about, it's kind of random, I feel like, but they have some good um, tips and tricks. They did a holiday guide, which was pretty fun. I might buy some things for that. Um, I do know Tommy. Have you ever met Tommy? Yes. Okay, so Tommy, literally one of the nicest most genuine, never had a bad day person I've ever met in my entire life. I receive any email from him and I just smile. Yes. Like, it's always so genuine he, and so He kind. was listening to our podcast at 5 a.m. <laughs> and then he emailed us because he had another shout out before. So, Tommy, we love you. Um, and Tiffany is hilarious. Tiffany, I feel like we just need to be friends. Yes. I don't know you, Tiffany. We are but, but, I mean, seriously, y'all, y'all are great. So, go check out uh, their podcast. Again, that's Hope That Helped. Um since we have a lot to cover, I'm going to sound like I'm talking really fast. But, y'all, the Sip Cozy Wine. You're a fan. Rah, rah. Oh. No. <laughs> no. So, to go back a couple episodes, I was all excited about this Sip Cozy Wine, which was supposed to be like a rosé, but there was no alcohol in it. Instead, there were hemp seeds. And let me just be honest, people. If you want wine, just drink wine. <laughs> that is, it, it kind of tasted like... A rosé fruit juice. But you're concerned with the taste? What were the effects? How oh, did I didn't you drink feel? enough to know how it felt. Oh, you couldn't even I get gave past... Up. You couldn't even get past that. I felt like I could taste the hemp seed. Mm-hmm. Could have been in my head. But I have another bottle, so I'm willing to give it another go. But I really just wanted it to taste like actual, like whispering angel rosé. <laughs> you should have brought it today. We could have just tasted it on and, the pot. And, you know what? We'll do that. We'll do that. Because we could taste it live. And, you know, see if it relaxes us. Um, Moving on from there, I did get some some pillow recommendations. I got several, and I purchased the Coop pillow, which is pretty good. It has not solved my insomnia, but it's pretty good. It's about $60 or something like that. Um, It's firm but soft, and then you can fluff it up some more. And I really think it's supposed to be used... As one pillow, not two. And I, as like, I shouldn't have another pillow under it. Oh, you're a double pillow? I'm a double pillow person. Oh, no. Not me. You're not? No. One pillow. What are you? One pillow? Vanessa? Vanessa's our I guest. I think I hug the pillow. Oh, you're a hugger. Your second pillow? pillow? Hugger. No, or, I think I don't lie on my pillow and I hug the pillow. Oh. Wow, that's... I think. That's pretty unique. Yeah. That probably helped during COVID when you couldn't <laughs> hug anyone. Still no <laughs> hugging. So, um, anyway, so I wanted to update on that, and we'll we'll, uh, throw the link in the show notes 
um, for the coop pillow. Lainey did have a suggestion for a pillow, so we'll throw that out there too. I don't remember what it wasn't from no. Amazon Lainey. It's an Amazon pillow, and it is the magical. hotel pillow. No, it's a different one. Okay, because she sent me cozy that snore or some some weird name, but it Ooh. is awesome. Maybe I'll order that one for Patrick. That's what I'll do. Okay. All right. So apparently, um, I'm totally behind the times. We started watching Yellowstone. Oh my gosh. Am I behind the times? Not not real. I mean, not a lot. Do you watch it, Vanessa? No. Okay. I hate, I am not a TV watcher. Like, an hour show makes me like, you know, I start, sorry, start banging my, you know, getting all jittery and stuff like that. Like, I need to read and I need to do all this other stuff. Yellowstone's legit. It's so good. This is legit. Here's why I like it. It's a great drama, but it's not complicated. Well, I'm only in season one. You just made a face. Okay. I'm face. like, it seems, I mean, okay. it's pretty complicated. But by complicated, I mean, like, I can follow the storyline. Okay. Yes. So there's been shows that we watched, and oh man, I'm going to forget the name of this show. Um, but the lead actor was just cute. And Patrick was always like, Do you know what's going on? And I'm like, No, I'm just <laughs> watching the cute actor, honestly. Oh, Justified. Um, Tim Oliphant, Cutie Patootie. Um, hey Tim, you'll never you'll never listen to this, but I think Chrissy actually met Tim Oliphant. If I'm she's, saying it, she meets right. all the famous people. So anyway, so that's been really exciting. I'm kind of obsessed with Yellowstone. We're still only in season one, and I really like it. Um, this weekend, I also tried to clean up my Gmail Josh. by unsubscribing to emails. All the Black Friday emails. I'm like, I hate you people. <laughs> unsubscribe, unsubscribe, unsubscribe. Um, I unsubscribe and then I still get the emails. And oh yeah, because it takes like seven to ten days, but then it's like, you liar. Yeah, I'm and then, still and subscribed. Then you know what probably happens? I bet you I get an email and I'm like, hmm, that might be one I want to look at. So I click and it somehow probably automatically subscribes to me again. Whatever. I had 60 emails yesterday in two hours. And some of them I did succumb to and bought stuff. Um... I think I'm getting better at my social media posting. So by the time this airs, that I will have posted something about our skipped week. You are, and you're very well with words. I mean, I'm pretty good with words. I was kind of proud of my Facebook post last night where I tagged all these people. Um, you know, it's just... Um, I'm, I'm good at I'm, summarizing, too. I am one with words, and that's funny because we actually are going to have a word of the episode. I thought about this this morning. Ooh, spoiler. So, spoiler alert. So, um, but the post took me 45 minutes, okay? Patrick kept going. I was doing it from my iPad. Lainey, is it better to post from an Apple device or a computer? I prefer an Apple device. Okay. I think it's easier. So, I'm posting from my iPad, and Patrick keeps talking to me. And I'm like, stop talking to me. Oh, yeah. Because I'm going to post something. I mean, it's one th- Maggie knows. Lady probably knows. Like, when we message each other and if I get distracted, I, like, leave out words. Or, or you type or, something that you're talking about in real life. Yeah. And you're like, that doesn't make any sense yeah. here. Yeah. But here's, it So, sense. I'm like, Patrick, no, I cannot post this. And I need to I need to pay attention. So, anyway, we're getting better. I feel like we're, we're my Instagram is still not on point, but we are getting better. Okay. Um, Much I, improved. I also have ordered a gajillion Bilt Bars. So, if anybody needs a snack. Um, Bill Bar got me with their white chocolate, <laughs> white chocolate cookies and cream, some sort of candy cane thing, and then they have like a cute little advent calendar. I think we should do a Bill Bar taste test. The only problem with the Bill Bars 
because they're a little chewy. So I feel like we have to take the smallest bite possible, but we will do this. They are all going to be here this week. We will do that on some episode. Um, And then lastly, I thought it'd be fun. This is so nerdy to have a word of the episode, right? I love words. Words are good. Verbiage. Words are hard sometimes. Words are hard. But verbiage, Lainey, can you Google quickly the definition of verbiage? Because I love that word, and I think it's that the meaning of that word is words. I think it's a fairly overused word in some situations. Lainey, don't rain on my parade, (laughs) producer. I was going to bring up something about pronunciation of this word, but last time I did it, I got made fun. But I say it differently. This this just proved my point. Okay, what because is Because the definition, right? or one of the definitions, is speech or writing that uses too many words or excessively technical expressions. Mm, like what we do every day. Okay, well, you know However, what? I'm just going to say this. When I use the term verbiage, I feel like I sound really smart, and I feel like it's a better word than words. Yes. So there's another definition that says the way Agreed. in which something is expressed, wording or diction. That's more along the lines of how we use it, I think. Yeah, Lainey, backtracking on what you said earlier about it being overused. Um, so this is the thing. I mean, I've said this. I'm not the smartest person in the room, so I need to throw out, like, large terms. Or not large terms, but, like, the word cognizant. I also like that word. Um, so, anyway, we'll just we'll keep going with the word of the day. That word was, of the episode. I, you introduced that word to me. Verbiage. Cognizant. Oh, cognizant. And now I use it all the time. Do you know who introduced that word to me? Probably Winkler. Christy. Oh. Shout out to Christy, who we call KH in our department. Her husband, Chuck, is an author and a screenwriter. And so he's very eloquent with words. And a lot of times I'll be like, Chuck, is this... But he's also very picky on grammar. Like one time we've been having happy hour and corrected my grammar. And I'm like, okay, you're right. But it sounds better this way, you know? So. Dang, speaking grammar. Yeah, not just reading, you know, because I'll see that needs to be a comma, but he... Oh, no, he's extremely talented, though. And he was picking on me. I've known Chuck and Christy since I started working here. So, anyway, Maggie, that was all me, as per usual. I love it. I love it. Any updates from you? No, this okay. is this is good. Okay. There was a lot of, lot of material here. There was, that I covered in a pretty short amount of time. So now, we've got our next guest, Vanessa Graham. Sitting right here with us. Um, so Vanessa is a CPA, owns VGram. Is it VGram Consulting? VGram. VGram. Um, and sh- we were talking earlier. I have no idea how I met you, Vanessa. Long-time friends. Long-time friends. We do happy hour every once in a while. And anytime we see each other, we've got a lot to catch up on. We were seeing each other at Rotary. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think you, have you been back? No. I've not, I've been, not back. been back. I've not been back to Rotary. We're going to have to yeah. band together. Yes. So um, so I, we don't even know how long we've known each other. So I um, wanted to have her on. I mean, I'm feeling lazy after this. This podcast? Many things that you've <laughs> researched. <laughs> but her, a, her brain is it's nonstop constant. all day. My brain is nonstop. We're going to have to get together and catch up. I'm behind. <laughs> She'll just send us text randomly. My pillow picking. Yeah. 
So choice of words. Basically, here's for here's a lot, the of, lot of content. <laughs> I'm on the quest to have like the perfect life, and so in my brain that oh. is protein bars and pillows well, and wine at the right gas. Well, no, it's an unattainable goal. Okay, <laughs> and I just need to come to terms with this instead of spending a whole bunch of money on stuff. But, but she gives it hell. She gives it hell. But <laughs> your pursuit. Oh, right. <laughs> Nobody works harder at it than I do. So anyway, all right. So Vanessa. These, so there are a few things I do not know about you. So I want to okay. start. Okay. Are you from Baton Rouge? I am originally from Baton Rouge, okay. although I call Natchez, Mississippi home as well. Okay, love Natchez. Because I, my family's from there. Okay. And I spent high school there. My, okay. my family moved from Baton Rouge to Natchez when I entered high school, so I graduated from high school there. So it's home too. My husband's originally from there. So Oh, okay. I didn't um, know that about Brent. So still. Go home. Okay. So. I like Natchez. I feel like there's a little candy shop that has like the best fudge. Is that Natchez? Yes. Darby's. Yes. Darby's fudge. This is legit fudge. Yes. Absolutely. Um, Georgie yes. told me about this fudge and I love fudge. I will bring you some fudge. Oh, that would Christmas make visit. my day. <laughs> that would make my day. Okay. Our office Christmas party is going to be at Monmouth Plantation in Ooh, Natchez. Okay. We're going to have a little Southern, little Southern uh, Christmas gathering. Yeah. yeah. And, and I do want to talk about your staff because... It's an all-female staff. It is. And I want to talk about that in just a little bit. So, okay, so you went so you went to grade school here and then moved back to Natchez? <laughs> yes, I was born here. Okay. And returned to Natchez, yeah. Or and then you came back here to go to LSU? Yes. And, and I've been here ever since. Okay. And so, at LSU, you originally graduated in accounting? Yes. Okay. Yes. 25 years ago. Okay. Yeah. Um... I'm always fascinated by people that pick a major and graduate with that major because I changed my major five times the first time and became a teacher and then I went back to school. So that's impressive. Oh, it's interesting that I'm so decisive now. Clearly I was not when I was 20 years old. Okay. So from there, if you want to talk about, you know, what did you do? Did you work? Did you, have you always done public accounting? Yes. Okay. Oh, fellow public accounting for life. Yep. Typical accounting grad. Let's see. I was the last class to graduate with 128 hours. Okay. So. Um, to sit for the exam? To sit for the exam. Okay. So now is it, I mean, when I did it, it was 150. 150. Okay. I think it's still 150. Okay. So I was the last class. We didn't, if we didn't take it and pass by X amount of time, then we had to go back. And to school? Mm-hmm. And do the 150 hours. I mean, it was a long gotcha. period of time. So you were grandfathered in to, at the 128. Right. So just, uh, just FYI. It, what I had to do and what Vanessa is referring to is how many hours of credit you have. And yeah. then there were certain classes. We had certain classes. I'm sure right. y'all had certain classes in addition to that. That's right. as part of the one. Right. 28. Eight. Right. Interesting. Okay. Yep. I think it was Okay. Well, um, so I went to work for KPMG. Well, don't worry. We're not going to fact check you. <laughs> no fact check. That's, this is good. Okay. Um, so I went to work for KPMG in the Baton Rouge office. Okay. And which was really a, uh, a lot of work for the New Orleans office, too, because at the time we didn't have audit partners in Baton Rouge. So okay. we were working for partners either out of Texas or New Orleans. Okay. So um, so I did that. Uh, and you worked in audit? Years. Okay. In audit. Okay. Like four and a half years or so. Okay. And I went to work for a client here in Baton Rouge, which was um, APRO Systems. And APRO built auto decisioning software for banks and credit unions. And... Um, so I went there to be the controller, to me. But go ahead. and that was really the start of what I do today. It was really a, a lot of my um, work today is from a lot of the experience I gather there from KPMG as well, but certainly. But 
Um, we received capital uh, led by GE Equity, and we had a tremendous grow and sell story. And I worked for two great leaders who, on the operation side and on the financial side, that really shaped who I am today. Wow! And so, those investors we had we had several investors, and one of them was Stonehenge uh, Capital. Mm-hmm. And Stonehenge here brought me. I stayed with that with Apro until it sold to Equifax. Okay. Out of Atlanta, I worked for Equifax for two-ish years. I left because I didn't want to do the big business thing. It was SEC reporting. It just very. It just sounds big and to me. Been frankly bureaucratic. Yeah. 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 And, um, and, but they were great to me and everything. But anyway, so, and I was going to stay here in Baton Rouge. The opportunity was obviously in Atlanta. And so, um, so I, one of those investors from Stonehenge Cap- Partners, um, Stonehenge Capital brought me to their other portfolio companies. And I got used to this jumping around and I was moving up to a CFO and served in their portfolio companies. And so, so I hopped around for a few, a few companies. I had my, my kids about that time that I have 12 year old twins, boy and a girl. And so I started after the last one, I said, well, I know a lot of people now because when you serve in that role, you're very connected Mm -hmm. to everybody and their grandmother. You know, you're on the phone with the banker and the lawyer and the insurance provider and the, you know, and you're serving both internally and externally and investors and all that. And so that's how we started. Okay. So at KPMG, when you did audit, did you like doing audit work? Because I did one audit while I was here. I did one 401k audit and no knock against auditors. Mm -hmm. It's not my jam. (laughs) Did you like it? I would say in the, I was in my twenties or early twenties. And so... Do you know what you like then? You you gain an experience and you just kind of go with it. I think I was more of a. Did you know what you were doing? I was de- no. Okay. I, was I mean, I didn't know what I was doing here. No, no. And those who were my mentors then would say no, no, not know <laughs> what I was doing. And so yeah, I think it was. I think I'm of the generation that was all about resume building and experience and. Just happy to have a job. Yep. You know. So right. And so yeah, so pardon my ignorance on this. KPMG is one of the big, big four, four, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was just just out of curiosity. So again, I clearly I didn't go the traditional route, right? So I wasn't involved in any of the accounting type clubs or beta alpha Psi or anything like that. So was that something recommended in college to go work for a big four as kind of to build your resume and get experience? Um, well, I think they do a far better job now okay. of that than they did back then. Okay. You know, my, I mean, my time was go in fact, this really ages me, but you had the boxes in SEBA, which SEBA was the business, business school LSU, and yeah. business building at LSU. And in fact, my first audit was for EJ Uso's company, which is a debit life insurance company in Donaldsonville, Louisiana. So okay. I spent a lot of time there. Oh, okay. But, um, but not, not that I knew EJ Uso, but, um, but anyway, I can remember going to that building and there were the boxes, the old mailboxes, and you put your nice little resume on linen paper mm-hmm. and the paper was, you spent a lot of time picking out the, the paper. paper. Mm-hmm. I feel like I did that What too. the resume looks like and all this and did I have enough clubs and did I have enough, and you went and put it in the mailbox and then you went and you went to school in your suit and then you went by to check the mailbox and check to see if you'd been picked for the interviews and then you went to interview and then so on and so on. So I don't know that there was any big, oh, this is what I'm going to do. And I know there's a lot of accounts like that, but I'm not one of those. Okay. And so 
this is how it ended up. And I think it was, I think had I, in hindsight, I should have gone with, which I would, not to say it wouldn't have been the same, but at that time, you're not picking on the same basis that you pick today. No, you just need a job. And you need, at that um, time, you need, you're picking on experience and you're, you're what's going to give me this experience yeah. and what, what what's going to give me X, Y, and Z, not, not what's the best fit and all that, like you right. would pick today. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. I mean, did you kind of go through the same process, Maggie? Yeah. Similar? Career okay. fair. Yeah. Um, you know, I was in beta alpha sign. Okay. And is it still the same? They placed you in your junior year. So mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know if it's different now because 150 hours, but back then, I mean, you knew. You knew you had your job as you entered into your senior year. Oh, so okay. You, you were done. Yeah. So yeah, as a non-traditional, non-matriculating student at LSU, mm-hmm. I got the job at fucking Winkler because David Winkler knew my family. Pretty yeah. sure that's how I got the job. But, over but that probably makes you better, right? Because you you bring a lot to the table versus we entered in these classes. So yeah, everybody's the same. It's yeah, the paper. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. You, you need to stand out. You're not going to stand it. You know. Yeah. Odds are you're not going to stand out, and you just. Gaining a lot of experience. So you started working, and then you took the CPA exam. Was it right. four parts when you took it? Four parts, and we okay. sat, pick one, one sitting. Oh, you sat in one sitting. Two days, one sitting. Did you have a calculator? No calculators. Could not have. Did you have to walk there barefoot in the snow? <laughs> Probably. I think I used that reference when somebody came to me in my group and was like, "Well, I need time to study." Back in the day, yeah, I'm still studying. I don't know. I really don't know how that was even possible. I mean, just the amount of information on that exam is overwhelming. I mean, today I, I passed the exam. I don't think I could pass. No, there's no way. No, 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 no. Especially there's the no like the financials. You know, when I, um, when I look back, I reflect a lot. Actually, I have reflected a lot on KPMG since I started my firm, not because of the need to know. The inner workings, I mean, I need to know that, but I'll never know that because I was just staff. But just it taught you a lot of presence and a lot of um, professionalism and exposure to a lot of things and don't be afraid of anything. And when I think back, I was afraid of many things. I, I feared what I didn't know when I walked into that audit, you know, because you didn't hear 20, yeah. 27 well, years you, old, you don't know anything. The reality is you don't, um, hold on, I'm interrupt myself really quick. So Patrick, I know you're going to listen to this. So here's our CPA on the podcast. Patrick texted me one podcast. He's like, are you going to have a CPA on the podcast? Yeah. So just have a <laughs> CPA again. Um, but I also think you lack confidence in your 20s. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I always feel weird talking about the 20 year olds because we've got 20 year olds. I just think or when you start a new job, I didn't have the confidence yeah. in this job. I didn't know. I literally did not know what I was doing. Right. You know, right. so. OK, so that was your KPMG, you know, and then you got some really good experience. And it sounds like you had some great mentors, which I'm a huge. Clearly, I'm a huge fan of a mentor and an advocate. Um, and Lisa Trana, do you know who she yeah, is? Yeah. So I've uh-huh. heard her speak one time and she said, there's a difference between a mentor and an advocate. You know, a mentor is there to help guide you. An advocate is going to push, help push along your career, you know. And sometimes they can be the same person. Um, I've talked about this on the podcast before. I mean, David Winkler was clearly a mentor and an advocate to me. He will probably never listen to this podcast. But, I mean, I owe him. I would not be where I am today without him and the opportunities he gave me. So you decided, okay, I'm going to do my own thing. Was that... Scary, because and like, I was hopping start? around a lot. Okay, 
it was just a new, uh, first time I approached me to do work for them and the opportunity at the time. And I don't know, looking back, I don't know, I can't really recall that it was that, it wasn't this formal decisions. I, I mean, it was, but it was more natural that it just, it was, hey, look, let me, let me help you with these initiatives and these are more project oriented and then let me scale back and I'll still help you. But, you know, you, I will then transition to, to someone else. Gotcha. And, and that's how it's. So it's almost like a phase out phase into Vgram. And has it always been called Vgram? It has always been called Vgram only because, you know, at the time there was no plan to be this. And yeah. So it was just, well, let's pick something off the secretary of state. You know, let's put something in. Yeah, there we go. We're just going to come and up with a name real quick. Okay. Had I, looking back, had I, been more thoughtful about it you know I would have I would have done it differently and I've even asked my group should we change the name you know and they were like no this is who we are it's but V Graham I feel like people can understand <clears throat> it you probably don't have a terrible email address Sentinel Sentinel <laughs> so now when I look back on that I'm like why did we go with that choose sentinel.com you know and like I'm always worried I'm gonna misspell it you know or something like that yeah, yeah. so luckily that hasn't hasn't happened yet but um so how long has Graham been in existence so this is the start of our ninth year okay I think and when you first started and when you first started was it just you or just, just me okay it's just me so I started with that one client and we and I'm very appreciative to them, and we spent three months working. You know, I was working. I think I was working. I think I was working thirty-two hours a week for them, for them. covering okay. these initiatives. Gotcha. And those other eight hours, I was shaking hands and networking and networking. And anything. then we and I stayed. They remained a client for several years mm-hmm. after that, mm-hmm. and um, and until they got to where a point where they hired, um, we had automated them quite a bit, and so they. They went to a very automated environment with in-house resources that... So they were utilizing you as an outsource controller. <clears throat> Correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. So interesting, fun fact, in case anybody's wondering this. So we do outsource controller work, yes. too, at the firm. So I guess, yes. in theory, Vanessa is a competitor. Yes. But I do feel like we will refer each other business oh, depending on the fit. And so yes. we've always had a very friendly... Yes. Never... Very much so. <laughs> it's never been, you know, aggressive or anything no. like that, but... Very um, much so, because in the CPA profession, you can't audit right. your own work. So this works out great. And I do believe, um, I mean, this is true for the any financial services, mm-hmm. right? There's always a better, it be, some people just work well with other people yeah. better. And yeah. it just is what it is. I and mean, so, like, we like Vanessa so much at the firm, we sent her a bottle of wine. Yes, so, we love that. You know, we, the best Christmas. Oh, Thanksgiving gift. Yes, oh, Thanksgiving. Right. Sorry. Um, but you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, it's 2020. <laughs> What's the difference? Okay. So you kind of started trucking along, you know, and I'm assuming just as time went on, you were able to get your name out there well connected within the community. You ended up hiring more people. Um, you're, how many people do you have now? So we're nine. We've kind of hopped up and down between 10 and maybe 11 and okay. nine, but okay. we're nine right now. Okay. So. And is everybody a licensed CPA? <clears throat> no. Um, so, I mean, we even have some that are retired, um, you know, just don't hold their license okay. anymore because we don't do audit and tax. So okay. I, I don't want to say we don't need it. We need it for the technical reference but and keep up with the technical requirements, but we don't use it in the sense of assurance. Okay. So that, that makes sense. Um, okay. So, but what your firm mainly focused on is on is that outsourced controller. 
And, and that can be all encompassing, right? Can y'all do y'all do bookkeeping to outsource? CFO? We do some bookkeeping, okay. I would say though, large because we don't we don't have a full staff of that. So of bookkeeper, so we'll do some, but for the most part, it is outsourced. Um, is both projects and recurring work. So it's outsourced controller work, CFO work, and um, and projects. And okay. projects are going to be like the forensic work, the cleanup work, the software implementations, the support to the valuations and um this general workflow improvement yeah system just stuff use. people need you for mm-hmm. okay so let's so we talked a little <clears throat> bit we talked a lot about the business oh before i forget though lsu top 100 oh, don't yes. you just keep climbing up that rank girl <laughs> i'm always je- i'm a little jealous when i see vanessa i'm were you, were you number one one year we were, we the highest we achieved is number nine, and I would say that's tough, and I don't know that we'll do that one again. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like that was it last year. You, I mean, you had a, last a year huge was number nine. year. Last year, yeah, was number congratulations nine. on that. Thank you. That's amazing. Yeah, so we, I, I sometimes go as a guest to that. I think Falk and Winkler might be able to apply now that we have partners that actually graduate, okay. graduate from yeah. LSU before so none we, of our partners have graduated. At least fifty-one percent yeah. of the internship is to be. Uh, yeah. They unless you yeah that's right. interesting yeah. so um, and I like it because it's your only fact based yeah say only is you turn in tax returns for that so yeah it's no it is percentage it's of growth. growth yeah yeah three yes. years of growth so there's no like it is what it is I mean, yeah it's numbers it's not, you can't you can't <coughs> so, fudge on that okay so I do want to talk a little bit from a personal side all right so you kind of yep. threw out oh I had twins boy and a girl you know yeah. while all this is going on so so how did you meet your husband Brent high school. High school. High school. Okay. In Natchez. In Natchez. In Natchez. Okay. Did y'all date in high school? No, we did not. Neither did me and Patrick. Okay. So, um, (laughs) okay. So, I'm assuming y'all got married after college. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, the twins came, you said, when you were still working at Stonehenge? I was working for them. I was working in one of their portfolio companies. And I was 33. Okay. And um, so... Yeah, so far later, I think we've been married 13 years, okay. so far later down the line, and um, obviously a little help for them uh, that I got, and um, so they're IVF babies, okay. and, um, and so we were And isn't that what happens sometimes with IVF? You get twins. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, because okay. they put two eggs in. But, like, but seriously, Vanessa, yeah. I mean, you got a boy and a girl. It Who could a, ask for more? It was a win. Very You're vicious. Just, like, yes. <laughs> I mean, we had Devin Lemoyne on here, and she's like, I mean, I ended up with triplets. No, so she, I'm like, that's yes, a lot. I can't even. Lot. I can't even. I don't even know how she's still standing. From yeah, me neither. Yeah. Well, that's what I, I like, kind of got hot when we were right. talking. I was getting anxious. <laughs> so... Okay, so how old were they when you were like, okay, I'm going to do my own thing? Do you remember? Uh, no, they were babies. They, they were babies. They were baby babies. Oh, man. And, um, but, right, we're, we're just, women are used to just doing it. Spitting a lot of plates in the air. <laughs> I kind of look at my group like that. They'll they'll say things like, um, oh, I need to, I've really got to cut back here or cut back there. And, and I always say, well, you'll replace that with something else. Every time. And you will. Every time. I mean, I, Maggie. How it's many true. years have I said my New Year's resolution is to say no? I think you and I, one time we're talking about how to manage the inbox. Oh, God. And keep up with the to-do still, list. Still trying to figure that out. In fact, out. yesterday I, re, I redid it a whole another way. And so we, we were always talking about that, how to manage the, keep, keep oh, the yeah. response up to date with people all the time. And 
always be present, but yet keep it organized and know what to do next. You know, there's no good way. This, I love talking to Vanessa because she makes me feel like she's super successful, but makes me feel better about myself. You know, when I'm like, how do you keep up with your emails? I mean, I haven't figured it out. Well, clearly you have because the laundry list you started with. Oh, yeah. Your, your evening is now not going through the email list. Well, that's true, too. So that's true. I'm getting Found better. the answer. Well, so do you have any, do you have any hobbies? I I was a golfer at one time. Oh. I haven't golfed in a while. Okay. I would say it's a lot of kids' time now. Yeah. The weekends are just a lot of being on the soccer field, which I love. Yeah. But, um. That's fun. That's that is fun now. So that, that's a lot. And then you said they're twelve. Are they twelve years old? Twelve. Twelve. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so that's probably pretty yeah. busy. So that's. I'd like to think I have a hobby, but no, nah, it's terrible. It's I don't boring. Say I have boring a life. I don't. I don't think not having a hobby is a bad thing. No. Especially like, golf is a time commitment hobby. Yes. I feel like. And yes. family can be a hobby. And family I mean, can be a hobby. If you enjoy it, family Besides, you probably hobby. get to network on that soccer field every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of keeps you. Current, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and where do they go to school? So, we just started, they, uh, they've been at St. James, and that goes through fifth, and so okay. they graduated um, from the fifth grade, and so, thank God, right? And so, we just started at Episcopal. There are oh, six okay. graders at Episcopal. Okay. All right. Um, which thus far has been a good experience. So, so let me ask you this. This one might be tough, but uh, would, do you have any advice for others, you know, if they're looking to do something different or go out on their own, just in general? Business owners. How to be a business owner. How to be a business owner. I kind of fell into it. They were like, yeah, you're going to be a partner. Me too. Okay. <laughs> I would say back to the confidence thing. Where yeah. You got to keep the, keep your head up about yeah. stuff. Right? And you got to keep trying. Yeah. Even when you feel defeated. I mean, there are moments I have gotten in the car and driven around and talked to myself, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I've straight up cried before. Got upset about something, yeah. And the, you're not, you're not going to really show that to anyone, even though you have your own office and own space that's not who you're supposed to be or do or whatever. So I think that just have the perception of the confidence piece of it. I feel like it's personally huge. Now, I am also, I listen to that Brene Brown TED Talk on oh, vulnerability yeah. uh-huh. and stuff like that. And my team knows, Maggie knows, I'm an open book. Maggie, just in full disclosure, has walked into my office after I've gotten off the phone with somebody. And this phone call took me so <laughs> off guard. And it might have been a mutual client of ours, actually. And this client was just not very nice to me. Took me off guard. And Maggie walked in and started just crying in front of her. And I really tried to keep it together. But, you know, at the same token, I might be a partner, but, like, I'm human. And she's like, it's okay, Melissa. Yeah. It's real life. Yeah. I mean, it's it's tough sometimes. And then I apologize to her. She's like, stop apologizing for crying. I mean, now I don't do that all the time, you know, but I do. You know, it happens, even if you have a lot of confidence and you're successful. So Well, that just comes with the relationship aspect of it. I mean, you you build bonds with these people. And then when something like that happens, it's (sighs) it hurts. Like, it hurts you personally. It always hurts. It always always Mm -hmm. hurts. And I tell myself... It's not personal, it's business, but at the same token, I'm like, but I really cared about you, client. I really, yeah. really did. And so it's just hard. And yeah. sometimes people have to go their separate ways, yeah. but it's like being broken up with. Yeah. That's how yeah. I feel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I would agree with that. Okay. Well, that. And no one knows to the degree that you really cared, maybe. And sometimes I'll kick myself that did they understand how much I 
worried and thought and considered or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know sometimes if that's as evident. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so we, I think you are the same way. We're very much like we need to be in front of the client. Yeah. I mean, the work that we're doing behind the scenes, right. they don't really see that work. And nor do a lot of them really understand it, yeah. you know. But you right. really do. Like, we care. This is, it's not trying to be like a sales pitch. But we really do care yeah. about our clients. And I think our entire team is like that. And mm-hmm. I feel like your team is like that, too. So really quickly, though, your team is all female. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that on purpose? I actually had somebody ask me this one time about my own I team. I asked that a lot. Yeah. Um, I think we would welcome a man. <laughs> We're looking for one good man. No. Um, they they recruit each other, and so um, and I think over time it did kind of get to be a thing where they liked the mm-hmm. the camaraderie. comfort of of the group, and mm-hmm. and it's been a really good group and a really enjoyable time together, and. Um, so I think it's just one of those things. But I did not set out to be like, no man will ever work in here. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't. So we, we now have a guy, you know, our, our Casey, our token male. And um, he's fantastic. I mean, he's absolutely 100% fantastic. But I didn't do that either. But I did get asked that by clients. And I jokingly said to one client, so I'm just being real here because sometimes my filter does not kick in. And I said, well... If you want to get something done, you give it to a woman. And she was kind of like, and she's a female. And she's like, okay. I'm like, no, but I'm not like discriminating. I mean, really, I just didn't have a lot of um, males. Most of the, And because I'm a CPA firm, yeah. I find that they want to do tax or audit, you know, that we're part of the CPA firm. So, yeah. So, Casey yeah. is um, absolutely fantastic. It gets along with all of us. Mm-hmm. He balances us balances out. Balances us out. Very low key. I mean, it does. I yeah. do feel like the reality is if you have a majority female staff, it does take a special kind of guy to be able to fit in. Oh, that. definitely. I would agree with that. The first one will have to be. And, yeah. and vice versa. Mm-hmm. I have all male partners. I think it takes a special type of person oh, yeah. to pat myself on the back every once in a while to oh, be the definitely. only female in the room with a bunch of male partners, oh, yeah. you know. Definitely. But everybody knows I ain't shy, so you know, <laughs> I stand my ground with those guys. Yeah. All right, so we are going to wrap up, okay? Mm-hmm. And what I like to do to wrap up is ask you five, I call them fun questions. I feel like I need a better oh, title gosh. for this. So you'll figure, this is not, this is easy. <laughs> this is easy. No, no, there is no wrong answer, Okay. So it's kind of good. What was the word? Verbiage. Verbiage. No, it's a either or. Okay. So. Okay. Which would you prefer, uh, Thanksgiving or Christmas? This is like one of those personality tests. I can tell you what my thing is on the wheel. Well, I'm not that. This, I literally made this up last night while I was drinking wine, Vanessa. Okay, so it's not that detailed. Okay, it's literally. Hmm. Let me think about Vanessa, and let me. I just. I, I mean, these have been all random. Okay. Okay. So Thanksgiving or Christmas? Which one do you prefer? Christmas. Okay. Liquor. Or wine? Wine. Okay. Do you like to have a physical planner or more of a digital calendar planner type thing going on? Physical. Okay. We might create our own planner, by the way. So, um, would you say you're introverted or extroverted? Extroverted. Okay. And do you prefer to email to correspond with people or call? Call. Okay. See, that wasn't that hard. (laughs) You did fantastic. And Every, as a result of this, I'm a D, I, or Something a like that. Me, no, me too. Me, I mean, you're the same. I'm, 
we had uh, you know Meredith Iker come and do something, and I'm like, out of all the partners, I'm like this dot on the far, far top corner. You know, I'm the most extroverted and assertive. But um, Vanessa, thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, quickly, before I forget, how if people wanted to get in touch with you, how could they? I mean, calling me is per the question, right? It's great. Clearly. So you can call my cell phone six three six eight one four four. Okay. And, and you have a website. Me. I do have a website. Yeah. B Graham. Uh-huh. B G R A H A M. And I'm pretty sure all of y'all's emails are on that website yes. too. Okay, because I think that's how. I, I don't know why your email didn't pop up. I sent it to Lainey to schedule this. So, um, and see, you had a lot to say, and this wasn't that bad, right? Everybody no, that walks in here gets a little nervous, and I'm like, ah, it's just like we're talking. All right, so we're gonna wrap up really quick with some things that make us happy, <laughs> i.e., weekly favorites. Okay, so these are things that. We typically have purchased, and we do like them. So the first thing on my list, um, there's a peppermint stevia sweetener. And when you put it with this chocolate collagen that I am obsessed with, it's like a peppermint mocha. Oh, yum. Uh Uh-huh. Yummy, yummy. Did you bring it here? No, but I can. Okay. I need to try that. Do you drink? Are you a coffee drinker? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, and I like, I like coffee, but I don't really want to, like, taste the coffee. I want it to kind of be like a treat. This is legit. Okay. When I get my vanilla latte at Starbucks, I get a pumped peppermint. Ooh, I might need to try and that. And it's so good. I mean, see, this makes, it makes me, it's just like, after I work out in the morning, to know I'm going to get to drink that, it's just, it just makes me happy. I don't know what else to say. Um, okay, so I might have mentioned this. I really cannot remember. And sometimes I'm, I can't remember what's real life and what I've talked about on the podcast, the Ninja Foodie Grill. Everybody, anybody heard of it? Vanessa, do you cook? No. Okay. <laughs> Love it. Love that. Okay. Heck so, no. So I think back in like the first couple of episodes, I talked about if you had to do an air fryer or an Instapot, I would do the air fryer just because Instapot's like crock pot. It's just faster. Okay. Well, now I've moved on from the air fryer to the Ninja Foodie Grill. Okay. So this is kind of like an air fryer, but it's got a grill component, a bake component, a dehydration. I'm never going to dehydrate dehydrate apples or bananas. Like, no, I'm going to go to Trader Joe's and buy, this, buy those things dry from there. But this grill is legit. I have grilled, what have I grilled? Uh, turkey burgers. They look like they could be from a restaurant. I'm not even kidding. I did... Is it like chimichangas or something like that? Or flautas. Flautas. Yeah. Pa- Patrick could totally put an accent on that. But, and just like rolled them up and put them in there. I've done sweet potato fries. Uh, now I'm going to forget everything that I've done. But the Ninja Foodie Grill, not cheap, okay? So shout out to my mom and dad because my birthday was about a month ago. And mom was like, I heard you mention that you want that. So here's some cash if that's what you want. Here's a gift. I was like, mom, you're just the best. Sweet mom. So anyway... I personally like it, and it also air fries. Um, I have not replaced my air fryer yet because the only downside of the Ninja Foodie is so, like, if I'm doing turkey burgers and I want sweet potato fries, you really can't cook them at once. So you eat your food in stages. So you either eat your food in stages or you just bust out all of your appliances. Um, I have a pretty, I have a lot of storage. I think I've said that before, so I'm able to store them all. But check out the Ninja Foodie Grill. It's pretty legit. Uh, and then lastly, okay, so my AirPods. So 
the button on the back of the AirPod, like the case. There's a button back there. I don't know if anybody's aware of this button, but I'm telling you, mine has been broken for like a year, which means if it disconnects from my phone and it doesn't recognize the AirPods, I can't really reconnect them. And by the way, if that is not a true statement, I don't want anybody to tell me because I have since purchased more AirPods. Don't at me. Don't <laughs> tell me, okay? But anyway, I've had my AirPods for like two years, okay? And I was like, oh, Apple. I mean, sometimes I just get annoyed with Apple. I feel like we're all backed into a corner. Oh, yeah, they run your life. Apple, okay? So I'm like, I'm not going to buy another pair of AirPods. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, I'm going to research some on Amazon, and I'm going to buy this different brand, okay? But they were 40 bucks. And they kind of like sit in your ear, okay? So at first, I'm like, these are pretty good. But you know what? I could not figure out. And and basically, I, I my dad researched it, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. If for some reason, the, the earbuds always thought I was listening to music, which was really annoying. I'd put them in my ear in the middle of a call, and my music would start playing. And then my microphone wouldn't work. And the reality is, I use my AirPods to talk on my phone. I probably use it more for that than I do actually listening to music. So... And you need that compatibility I need I need it to be easy. I need to be able to, somebody's calling me, I need to take something out, stick it in my ear, and then they could hear me. I mean, like, I test, I did this. I called my dad. He researched it. There were reviews on these $40 earbud things, wireless headphone things, that that microphone just didn't work. Well, darn it. So what did I do this weekend? Went and bought some AirPods. And I bought the AirPod Pro, okay? I think they were on sale from the holidays. Oh, my God. There's active noise cancellation in these things. I'm so excited because I ordered some, too. Oh, legit. Me and Aaron, that's what we got each other for Christmas. <laughs> yes. No, I, so I didn't want to do it. Oh, no, I don't want to do it. So I looked into, like, Jaybirds, and I'm like, I'm going to run into the same problem, basically. And, I mean, you know, 4 o'clock in the morning when I couldn't sleep, I did a, looked at the comparison between the two. And the AirPod Pro, the active noise cancellation, I was, I'm very impressed. Now, of course, I've only had them for a couple of days. But I'm very impressed with, like, when you turn it off, and you're like, oh, there's a lot of noise. Wow. It's kind of cool. So I do feel like, personally, and I'll I'll, re- I'll come back to this in, a, you know, six months or so. If you want to use your AirPods to talk, if you need to use some sort of wireless headphone to talk, you can't go wrong with them. They fit in my ear very nicely. They're a little bit shorter. Anyway, they're total win. Yeah, so now I've got these $40 piece of junk. Were they Amazon? Tozo. Yeah, don't buy them, anybody. Return them. I've already, like, stuck them in my ear. <laughs> it's kind of gross. No. So, anyway, and then lastly, I'm just throwing, I really did have a lot. I'm sure if anybody's actually listening to this, they have no longer kept up with it. But I'm also thinking about replacing my Apple Watch at some particular point because I've got the Series 3. I can't update it because you need 3.1 gigabytes to update the Apple Watch. And there is nothing else that I can delete off of it or I don't know how. So, I was looking into a Garmin. And if anybody had any feedback on a Garmin or, because what I need a watch for is strictly activity tracking. Yeah. I don't really care. I don't want to get my emails on my watch. Do you have an Apple Watch? I know. Look at you. I'm too scared I'd walk around and... Yeah. And it can be distracting, too, if you're in your car and need a text. But anyway, so that's that's that. Um, I commandeered all of that, Maggie. Yeah, that was... That was a lot. That was good. That was a lot. You've been busy. I've been busy. No wonder she can't sleep, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, anyway. But, Maggie, do you have anything to add? Do you you have any questions for Vanessa? Well, the one I was thinking to myself, um, what would you say early on in your career 
you, that you owe mo- most of your success to or some, something that you did early on that you feel like really impacted your future? I would say it was that I worked, I had the opportunity, and this was that opera, I had the opportunity to work on the operational side of the house. And we, APRO had a lot of engineers and software developers. So to learn, they taught me, this was, this is dating me too, but they taught me on crystal reporting and I learned a lot about databases and I learned a lot about systems and crystal reporting. We use crystal reporting in our pension software. I don't know how to do it. And I I mean, just that exposure to being, made me a different financial person. And I think today I pride ourselves on being different people that very much relate to the operational side of the house. And so that's what kind of set us apart, I think. And, you know, I'd say that's, luckily I was amongst that group and Mm -hmm. kind of still keep up with that crew. We're still kind of a little alumni that keep up, kind of like KPMG, kind of keep a little alumni there. Yeah, Mm -hmm. It's always interesting to me, like stuff like that, that when you're in it and you're doing it, you don't realize how that's going to help your career. I was telling somebody the other day, Teaching and waiting tables. Oh, yeah. Teaching and waiting tables was helpful. Was yeah. extremely helpful mm-hmm. for my career, yeah. especially, especially what we do today, especially what we do today. And so, um, you know, clearly I've got a whiteboard up there and I love yeah. it when people come in here and I'm like, ooh, let me, let me, you know, do this example for you. But anyway, thank you yeah. so much, Vanessa. Thank Check you. her out at VGram. She's amazing. Thanks, Maggie, for listening to all my stuff. And thanks to all of our listeners. Um, Hopefully by this point, we will have thousands of downloads. (laughs) Talk to everyone later. Bye. Bye.